Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, you may have seen in the news recently that the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, recently signed into law new alcohol labelling regulations that will require calorie count and additional health warnings to be printed on labels. That got us thinking about the overall state of the off-trade sector and the many numerous obstacles it has had to navigate over the last number of years. So I'm, this week I'm talking off-licences and I'm delighted to welcome to the pro- programme Porek Sweeney, he's the owner of Sweeney's D3 Off-Licence and Cafe. Paul Foley is the owner of the Corkscrew, Corkscrew uh, here in Dublin City Centre. And Cahill McHugh is the owner of McHugh's Off-Licences and he's also the Vice Chairman of NOFLA, the association that represents Off-Licences. Um, Paul, we might start with you. Um, tell us about the Corkscrew. It's a business not far from these parts uh, and it's a business I know well. Um, it was started by your father, is that right? Yeah, my father actually started in the business in back in 1978. Um, so he's been in it for, for yeah. quite a long time. And then in 2004, I got the opportunity to open up our store on Chatham Street. And two days ago, we, we vacated those premises and we opened up in our new premises on 4 Harry Street in the beautiful, iconic building that used to be the Weights and Measures. Yeah, and you know, this is really interesting because that was the former home of Berry Brothers and Rudd, where your dad worked, is that right? Yes, he opened up that store in September 1999. Right. Um And And it's a wonderful building in a wonderful place. So you must be really excited about that move, even though it's only a couple of hundred yards from where you are. To be honest, I'm still pinching myself. Yeah, Uh, We've had an incredible team. Um, We had the guys from Pure Fit Out that did an amazing job and turned it around incredibly quickly. Uh, We've had a lot of support from all the local businesses. All the family have been in, all the friends have been in. It's over three stories now. So we have a beautiful basement we, we now have a spirit section as well. So the number of SKUs that we're now offering has increased from about 1,100 to maybe just over 2,000. Are so we live now? We open now at this stage? Oh, we're open. Yeah, so you yeah. only opened this week. I'll show you around later on. Okay, well, well done. That's great. <laughs> and it's lovely to see a business that's evolved, you know, and you must be really, and I can sense the excitement yeah. uh, in, your, in, your, in your delivery there. So, so congratulations. And I hope much. it's a real success for you. So stay with us. Thank and you. we'll talk about the business uh, in more detail. Porik Sweeney, the owner of Sweeney's D3 Off Licence uh, and Cafe. The Anne Cafe piece, uh, Porik, how important is that the overall business? Yeah, I suppose initially, Bobby, it was just a way to drive uh, footfall. Um, but it's become a much more important part of the business over the last couple of years. Um, we have lots of people in every day just getting coffee and um, toasted sandwiches, pastries. Um, we're, we're using a local roastery just around the corner from us. Um, and I think, I suppose, coffee has just become massive over the last little while. Um, right. The, 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 the sort of coffee that we serve sort of reflects the the, the quality products that we serve, um, and we've got a really good following for for our coffee, um, and that brings the customers in, and they come in later on in the evening or at the weekend for their for their bottle of wine, having seen the offering that we have there. So that allows you, I suppose, to to to, to stagger the day parts. It gives you an offering in the morning as well as the evening per se, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we open at eight o'clock uh, in the morning during the week, and then nine o'clock at the weekend. So um, we're we're a cafe up till uh, I suppose four o'clock, and we do serve coffee till six. 
Um, but yeah, the, 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 the business pivots during the day from, from full-on cafe to full-on off-license in the evening. Now, the, the off-license is open from half 10 uh, or half 12 on a Sunday. Um, so yeah, the, the, the experience is there um, for, for when people come in. They can wander around with their coffee looking for a nice bottle of wine or a nice craft beer. Um, but yeah, it works. It's been working really well for us. Okay. All right. Well, stay with us. I want to introduce uh, our third guest, who's Colin McHugh. He's the owner of McHugh's Off Licence. He's also vice chairman of uh, NOFLA. Colin, you're very welcome to the programme. Firstly, tell us about your own business, and then maybe we'll we'll chat about the, uh, the sector at, at large. Okay, so we're also a, a second generation business. Uh, my father started up in the grocery business in 1962 uh, on the north side of Dublin. And we spun off two independent off licences uh, in 1995. And we've been in operation in Artane and Kilbarrick since then. Okay. And when, when you look at the product mix per se, and I know everybody is different here, which is, which is probably good in itself, uh, your, your off licence per se, in terms of wine, spirits, craft beers, uh, is, it's fairly traditional. So it's somebody in, because you, you, they're largely residential areas. Yes, yeah. So we'd have a, a traditional mix of products and beer and wine would participate quite evenly. Uh, spirits quite strong as well. Uh, but we'd feel that we're specialists uh, in all those areas. Yeah. So in craft beer, like we've always been uh, a front runner in terms of getting the innovative craft beers onto our shelves. And is the differentiator between what you do, Cahal, and indeed what Paul and Porrick uh, also do, it, when you're trying to compete against the multiples, the big, the big supermarkets out there also selling similar products, is the differentiator product knowledge? Is it, you know, knowing the customer on their on a first name basis? How important are those things? Yeah, well, well, certainly value is is number one. You know, so we always have to provide value. Uh, but the depth of our range, uh, the knowledge of our people, uh, and those relationships, like you said. So you know, we are deeply involved in our communities where we operate. Uh, we know people by first names. Uh, we know our product. You know. In our business, every wine, every beer, every spirit has a story behind it. Yeah. Really interesting products. So it's great to for us to learn those stories and then to be able to relay them to our customers. Yeah. Uh, maybe back to you for a second, Paul. Um, when we talk about product knowledge and wine is so, the knowledge around it is so infinite in that, you know, I, I, I'm almost overwhelmed always. I have to take pictures of wines that I like because I can never remember them. And But I, it's always great when you go into buy a wine, you know, if somebody helps you. It's, it's always, to me, it's an expertise that's welcomed uh, as a consumer. Yeah, very much so. Um a little bit uh, like Cottle there, we still have the same customers that we had in 2004. Yeah. They're still coming in to shop with us. So we've been very blessed to build those relationships up over the years and I suppose learn what our customers want. And, you know, Irish taste in wine, I suppose, has evolved definitely over the last 10 years. I think price, yes, it's still important, but people are more interested, I think, in, in, in quality. They're willing to spend a few extra euro if it means they get something a little bit special. Uh, we can't compete with the multiples, so we don't try to. Yeah. But, you know, we have wines in our shop that you can't get anywhere else. We've we've Opus 1, we've Lafitte, we've all the first growths. 
we've a, a really, really good selection across the board. And is that very important? In other, again, it's a differentiator. You've got something different. You're not trying to compete on price, but in terms of, you say you have customers there for years, it was it challenging in the, the evolution of the city centre per se? You know, people parking, people carrying a case of wine to their car, all those kind of things. You, you need to, they're all things you compete against, are they not? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, when I used to work in my father's off-licence in Johnson Road in Cabin Chile at the age of 14, I'm not sure whether I should say that, but anyway, I was. <laughs> and I used to do all the lifting out to the cars. Um, now in my new business, uh, my son actually works with us uh, yeah. now on a full-time basis, so he gets to do all the lifting. Yeah. Uh, my wife looks after all the online uh, sales and we actually deliver it to all 32 counties in Ireland on a next day delivery so and it's interesting that as a, as a business that's based in Dublin city centre is a big percentage of your business actually online or or a, is it a growing part of the business it's a massively growing part of the business um, it's probably up to about 10 11% maybe wow um, but as our as our network of customers <coughs> you know improves and expands we've we've a lot of customers in Donegal Galway Kerry Cork Waterford all across the Midlands, so we're it's a it's a great part of the business and a very exciting part to be in. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, back to you, uh, Paul Rick. In terms of the offer, in terms of selling wine, again, where you're based in D three, um, how important is it to have wines that no one else has? Yeah, like I suppose that, that that's key for us. We don't want to try and compete with the multiples. We, we it can be a tough job at times, Bobby, trying all the different wines that that, that we get in. Um, but we need to make sure that we know and understand the wines and understand what our customers are looking for. And um, we, we we do try to get different wine in all the time. Keep a, keep the, the 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 offering fresh. So that's you know when I'm tasting something, I'll be thinking of you know maybe one particular customer and go, oh, they might like this. Yeah, uh, I'll definitely offer that to them, um, and it's just understanding as tastes evolved and as as what people are looking for and what we need to have uh, on the shelf and what will work. Um, this, and what about massive shift? What about uh, Porik, the evolution of craft beers? How important are they, and how important is product knowledge around them? You know, when you're dealing with customers on a daily basis. Yeah, the craft beer is massive. The, the, trying to keep up with them can be difficult. There's so many really, really good breweries in Ireland and um, making really good quality beers and, and around Europe. Um, the, you know, understanding what customers want and what they're looking for uh, is is key for us. Um, but we need to keep bringing in new products that maybe they don't know yet that are similar to maybe something else that they've tried. So, it's we, we need to be leading the way with that sort of stuff as well, you know, mm-hmm. not just knowing what they want, but knowing what they might like to try, um, and that's that's where they come to us. You know, they're looking for they're looking for a recommendation. They're looking for you know because we know what they've tried before. They're they're looking for something similar, um, and that's that that takes a lot of work and a lot of effort, and a lot of that is down to some of the suppliers that we use that you know they're giving us a sample of 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 what 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 they what they're making okay um, mm. we've done a couple of collaborations as well with a few smaller Irish breweries and that's that's really exciting for our customers for us to be leading the leading the way and in, in what beers are good and, and what they should be trying okay. um, like like I say it does take a lot of work from from the staff to understand all the beers and um, you know taking them home with them trying them and trying them with customers 
giving them little samples in the shop as well. Okay. Um, that's always really important. Carl, if, if we go back to you and uh, as, as the vice chairman of, of NOFLA, what are the big issues facing the sector at the moment? I've seen this uh, additional health warnings being printed on labels, being chatted about a lot. Uh, the, our European friends don't seem to be that happy with us uh, as being a, uh, an outlier and a driver of this change. What are your own thoughts on that? Well, uh, you, you hit the nail on the head there with the word outlier. Um, Ireland is a small market and, uh, you know, uh, if if this goes through as it's proposed... Uh, Maybe explain what's being proposed for, for our listeners, if you would. So what's being proposed is that any alcoholic product that's placed on the Irish market has to have a specific Irish label uh, with a health warning, uh, warning of links to liver disease and cancers. Um, so that's very unpopular, obviously, with the wine producers in the continent and, and around the world. Um, Do it, they see it as the thin end of the wedge in terms of if it was accepted here, that it might happen in France or Germany, that might be much bigger markets than Ireland? Or, or Is that one of the factors? That is one of the factors, uh, but, but I, I, I think they don't really see their product as being, uh, you know, in the context of moderate enjoyment, they don't see their product as being uh, a cause of cancer or liver disease. So the, the other issue that we feel that we fear is a reduction of choice, uh, sort of a barrier to entry for some products into our market. So some producers might decide that they don't want to put that label on their product and they don't want to send it over to Ireland or it's too much of a, a problem in the manufacturing process yeah. to stop the production line to put on a diff- different label specifically for the Irish market. And when you think of the Irish market in the context of Europe or the world, it's a very, very small market. So what are you and your members doing about this then? Or what are you lobbying or what are you saying? Well, in general, we would support the Department of Health in, in, uh, in their moves to, you know, to, to, I suppose, regulate the responsible marketing of alcohol. But the element of this where there, it creates a, a barrier to trade is worrying for us. And we would urge them to step into line with Europe. So there's there's proposals for a Europe-wide label uh, coming down the tracks, uh, which would be far more acceptable. As you can imagine, if if every European country requires (coughs) the same label, then you don't have those issues that cause the the barrier to entry. Uh, And has the train left the station on this in terms of is this are we are you fighting a rearguard action? Um, well, there's there's a, there, there's been representations made to the WTO by several countries only last week. Um, so there's complaints being made to the World Trade Organization uh, on the basis of barriers to entry to the market. Um, and I think if that's not successful, uh, there's a possibility of a of a trade dispute, which is a serious matter for Ireland if they if they get involved in a trade dispute with other countries. Okay. So that all has to play out. Um, right. Well, we, won't tree, go, we, won't go, we won't go down that rabbit hole when we're trying to talk positively about the off-licence business. Back to you, Paul. Um, your new business now on Harry Street, uh, it gives you so much more potential, you know, to do new things, to do different things. Tell us maybe, give us a flavour of some of the things you're going to be doing there. Well, just in the, <clears throat> in the last shop, just to give you an idea, we were about 540 square feet. Uh, in the new premises, we're 
3,700 odd. Right, so six times as big. Six times as big, yes. <clears throat> it's it's really, really exciting. But it just gives us the opportunity to showcase all of the wines that we have. Um, you know, maybe 10 years ago, we, we imported our wines from five, five different countries. We, we had five agencies. Now, along with the help of a, f- a very good friend of mine, uh, James Miley, he runs the vineyard in Galway. Uh, together, we're importing 96 uh, different agencies. Wow. Yeah, it takes an awful lot of work. Yeah. Um, but it's the tasting part that uh, is the really challenging part. You know, it's very, very tough. Having to do that every day, <laughs> week in, week out. Uh, but we do it, Bobby. We manage. Yeah. We manage. Well, we even do it with know, a smile. <laughs> sometimes you got to roll your sleeves up and just get on with it. Uh, last word to you, uh, Parik, in terms of the future of your business. Um, will, it, will, you, will you still be in off-licence in 10 years' time? Yeah, well, I I, ho- I hope so, Bobby. Good. It's interesting. My granddad set up the business three generations ago in the fifties. It started off as a grocer's, uh, changed into an off license when his son took over, and I'm almost going back that way again. Um, but no, I, like I love the off license trade. I love the I love trying new things. I love all the products that we have, and um, they do go hand in hand with the coffee and the cafe. And I really do think that the future is bright um, for, for our offering. You know, um, I think that all three of us, um, McHugh's and, and the Corsica, really have a fantastic offering. Um, <coughs> but people want and they, 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 they're looking for it. So, no, I definitely think the future is bright for us. And um, there will be challenges along the way. Absolutely. Well, well, but, on that uh, positive note, get over them. on that positive note, we'll leave it there. I want to thank my guest, Parik Sweeney, the owner of Sweeney's G3 Off Licence and Cafe, Paul Foley, the owner of the Corkscrew, newly located in Harry Street, and Carl McHugh, owner of McHugh's Off Licences, and also the Vice Chairman of Noafla. Thank you all for uh, joining us. Great business, and again, glad to see the future looks bright. Thanks, Bobby. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.